Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Small Talk Podcast. My name is Katie Mucci, and I will be your host all year long. During this podcast, we pair up current and former student athletes to talk about their Division Three experience. We get into everything from the best hangout spots on campus, funny road stories, team traditions, and more. Thanks for tuning in this week, and now we'll welcome our guests from Calvin University, Nicholas Hens and Dr. Weeba Boer. Uh, I'm Nicholas Hens. I'm a junior at Calvin University on the track and cross country team, and I'm studying civil and environmental energy engineering. And I'm Dr. Weeba Boer. I ran cross country and track at Calvin from 92 to 96. And I'm now currently the president of Calvin University. So first, we're going to start on campus. What are the team's hangout spots? Maybe what are some favorite places to eat where the team gets together? Talk about that. So, you know, as a as an athlete, we obviously didn't have that much time to hang out. Um, but when we did hang out, um, there was a particular Italian restaurant called Pietro's, um, you know, near campus, which, you know, at the time seemed incredibly expensive. Uh, and now is actually kind of like a I realize it's more like a discount place, actually. Um, so, Nick, is that where you guys still hang out? I've gone there once, actually, but um, typically we uh, will go to Wolfgang's after a long run, okay. or we go to our coach's ice cream shop just down the road, the Village Cone Shop. Um, Brian Deemer owns that? Uh, Rick Otti. Oh, okay. Rick's okay, got it. Um, okay. It's one of his many jobs, and we love supporting locals, so okay. that ice cream shop is really fun to go to in the summer and fall. Oh, wow. We weren't allowed to eat ice cream when we were running. <laughs> and then I guess the other question was the favorite place to hang out on campus. So, um, yeah, in our time, I mean, I guess it was Johnny's, which is may still be the same thing. We've actually migrated over to the main floor of the library. We okay. typically have one of those tables kind of taken over for an entire day. With, with the team members. With the team members. And someone okay. just always holds a spot. Like I feel okay. like we always have one table just to our team. And do you actually get any studying done? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. All right. Good. That's why your grades are so high still. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now let's go on the road and see if the travel has changed at all. Are you busing or flying to your meets? How many roommates do you have on the road? What kind of food are you getting? Is the coach treating you well? Talk about all of that. Yeah. So when we, you know, we had a, we, Calvin actually had its own buses at the time. I don't think we have that anymore. Um, but so any kind of long, long trip, we would go by bus. Um, but the two times I did go to nationals, they were far enough away. Once it was in uh, Iowa, the other time it was in Pennsylvania. And so we flew. Um, and so obviously for, for actually for some members of our team, it was actually the first time in their life that they'd gone on a plane. Um, but normally it was buses, long trips, and the bus rides were, you know, really fun, uh, particularly after the race, particularly after a really good race. Um, the, 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 the bus ride on the way to the race was often a little more quiet as everyone was kind of to themselves thinking their way through what, what we had to do, uh, you know, in, in, in the next couple of hours. Um, the food, yeah, it was always a very tight budget. I think the only time the coaches splurged a little was when we would maybe have a race in Wisconsin or something, and then we're kind of, Chicago was halfway back. I don't know if you still do this, and then we would go to one of the kind of famous Chicago pizza places. Yep. Um, and then the people on the team who are really serious about their diet and all that would, uh, scrape off all the pizza and like just eat the crust, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, and then the rest of us would just say like, look, come on, we worked hard. We're going to eat, we're going to eat a lot. So yeah. What, what, what is it like now? So the last 
two years um nationals for cross country has been within driving distance uh freshman year for me was in louisville so that's within um bus distance so we take coach buses and then some of those trips are really quiet on the way down there's only the men's and women's varsity team so there's about 20 people on the bus and we're all spread out really quiet and then the way back you know music everything everyone's really excited end of the season yeah um this year we're in pennsylvania so we might um, fly i'm not sure but yeah last year was in lansing so it was basically a home meet home meet for us uh and with the food it it changes depending on the amount of people at the meet mm-hmm. and not of people traveling for sure. There's been some where we've broke the budget and had splurged and um, a lot of us know how to eat, eat well. So okay. <laughs> we enjoy it. Yeah. Thinking academics now, you shared your majors earlier and they aren't the same, but do you guys have any overlap with classes you took or maybe professors that were there? Yeah, so I studied history. I did I did uh, my undergraduate degree here in history with a minor in political science. Um, you know, many, many great profs that I had, but almost all of those profs are now retired. So like Ed Van Clay, Dale Van Clay, Randall Jelks, Bob DeVries, Corwin Smith, and so on. So basically every single one of the profs I had when I was here are now retired um, because I guess I'm so old. Um, and so I, I don't know if we had any overlap. I mean, there would have been some um, some of the core courses, because we're a liberal arts school, so, you know, even if you're an engineer like Nick, you would still have to take some some Bible classes or some theology, sorry, philosophy or history, uh, depending on what he chooses. Um, so there may have been some overlap on the actual courses, but probably not the professors. But what are you studying? So I am um, planning on studying a double engineering major. I want to do civil and environmental and energy and sustainability engineering. They overlap about 90% of the classes. So if I'm able to pick up the last few, I can get mm-hmm. both. And with the current shifting of the engineering field, I think it's it'd be good to forward think and get both of those. So yeah, obviously we won't have a lot of yeah. major based focus classes that are very overlapped, but um, like you said, the core classes probably took some very similar ones that are still in today's Calvin's core. Absolutely. Okay, it's story time now. Can you share your funniest or craziest but appropriate story um, with your teammates or your time on the team? Appropriate. Okay. <laughs> we will, we only have appropriate stories. You know, we're, we're a very focused university here. So, no. Um, can I can I share more than one? Definitely. Okay. So, um, I'm actually going to kind of – I'll share three, uh, but I'll, I'll do them quickly. Um, so, one was um, – we used to do spring break trips down to Gulf Shores, Alabama. Um, do you guys still do those? I have not been on one. Oh, you haven't? Okay, COVID and all that. Yeah. I guess, slowed it down. Yeah. So, and then on the way down, we would actually stop at Auburn University um, and, and actually do run a race there. Um, and so, when I, I first came to Calvin, um, I was actually, I did secondary school in Nigeria. Um, so, I was not used to kind of the American, the American way of training and all that. And so, my freshman cross-country year didn't go that well because I was just kind of ramping up. I didn't know that you needed to train in the summer, for example. I thought you just showed up and started. Um, but then it was it was at that track meet in Auburn that I really made a breakthrough and beat my high school 5,000 meter record by a minute and a half in, in one race. Um, and so that was obviously incredibly satisfying, um, but also just the camaraderie of the whole team driving down there, spending hours in the bus, um, and then kind of everyone, a, a number of us who were in our freshman year actually had big breakthroughs in that race and then you know kind of had you know, careers together for the next couple of years. So that was one. Another was um, 
was one that was was more disappointing. Um, it was my sophomore year when I had made my breakthrough and I was now on the varsity team. Um, and we went to Iowa for nationals. And uh, the Grinnell College was the host. Um, and they somehow found the only hill in Iowa and built the course around that hill. Um, but what happened is we were actually, the I think, the fourth ranked team. And interestingly, Nick's dad was at Northwestern. Sorry, North Central. Yeah. Sorry, North Central <laughs> was at North Central College. And that was when North Central was absolutely dominating um, Division Three. Um, and your dad was what? Fifth. fifth man. Okay. So I was third uh, man at Calvin. Overall, I believe. Fifth overall. Okay. So, and I was third man at Calvin. Um, but, but that year at nationals. So first of all, we were ranked fourth, but then our fourth man, um, Brad Haverkamp got, uh, got a bad stomach problem. So our eighth man had to drive overnight to Iowa from Grand Rapids. Um, and then in the morning, Brad said, look, I'm going to try and run. Um, but then he just wasn't, wasn't himself. And so, you know, he placed probably, you know, 50, 60 places further behind than he would. And so we missed fourth place and what a trophy. I don't know if fourth place still gets a trophy. Uh, um, by not like, as of this year. Oh, not out of this year. But we missed fourth place by like four points. Oh, and, wow. and obviously if Brad hadn't been ill. Um, but interestingly, that race then, Nick's dad was fifth overall and North Central almost swept. Um, so it's good to have you on our side now. <laughs> um, now... What, so obviously that was very disappointing and we got so close, but it was, you know, that night that a bunch of us actually went to a theater in, in Iowa and watched the movie Cool Runnings um, about the Jamaican bobsled team. And actually kind of the core message of that movie was about, you know, winning or losing. It's actually about your character, right? That matters, not, not whether you win or lose. Um, so it was a bit of a, one of those things where you're like, okay, fine. This was really difficult, really hard. Um, but in the end of the day, we did our best um, and we came through with, with good character. Um, and then the final one actually then connects Nick and I. Um, so now my first time as president, um, I attended nationals in Lansing and then actually met his dad again. Um, and then was really excited to hear that, you know, Nick's dad had so much respect for our program that, you know, even though he was this absolute star at North Central and they won all these national championships, he decided to send his son, Nick, to run with us at Calvin. Um, and it was just kind of this great reunion, you know, that whatever, 25 years ago, I was always just seeing his back. Um, and now this time it was his son that was here actually running for us and wearing the Kelvin, Kelvin jersey. So um, it just shows how these connections can be intergenerational. And it's absolutely amazing to have you on our team. Thanks. Yeah. So the first story that I was actually going to tell was Nationals just last year um, <laughs> in Lansing. Probably the best race of my life. And an experience I will never forget. Um, that whole week we looked at the forecast and we saw the conditions and we knew it was going to be something to remember. Uh, I believe on the day it was 11 degrees real temp and about 10 inches of snow on the ground mm -hmm. and they were plowing the golf course to get it. And I believe a trend that I've been noticing is I run the best in the most adverse conditions and um, had a really good race. Ended up almost 200 places better than my freshman year and was a few seconds shy of all American, but that was not even something I thought was going to be possible that day. And I remember coming to the finishing shoot and we were freezing cold, but it didn't matter because we had 150 Calvin fans were lining the fence, just screaming. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Nick ran out of his mind in that race. I remember we were incredibly proud of you. Thanks. And the other one, um, I, the other memory that I have is that the teammate Will Hoffman and I, we went, uh, the whole team went down to a meet at Ohio Wesleyan in early April, and it was my freshman year. It was my first breakout 
track race that I had had. And we were in the 5K. It was 40 degrees. And we had seen three seasons of weather that day. It's rainy, sunny. And then during the start of our race, it actually started snowing. And Will and I had agreed to take turns running 15 flat pace for 800 each of us. And then at the two mile mark, I noticed he was hurting a little bit. I just like, no matter what, I don't care if he beats me in the end. I just took the, the front and we just stuck to the pace. And then we both were side by side out sprinting, trying to out sprint each other at the end. Cause we ended up both running a few seconds under 15 and that was a 50 second PR for me in the 5k. Wow. Yeah, my, my time my freshman year was a, was more like, yeah, 1530. So, yeah, that, that's a race that's I, I'll remember for a while. Amazing, amazing. Being that you're both from the same program and the men's cross-country team, does the team have any rituals or superstitions that have maybe existed alongside the program that you both know about? So I guess I'll, I'll start. Do you still remember Pig Loop? Did you guys do that back then? Yeah, so I guess that ritual started once yeah. you left. Um, I don't know if there was any loops that you guys had around town that you had named. I wonder if there are any similar ones now. No. Yeah. I. I... So what's the pig loop? It's a four mile loop we do before every race. Okay. And we have to touch. There's a bronze pig just up the road in the neighborhood. Okay. Um, Is it at a restaurant? It's at a re- uh, residence. Someone's residence has a bronze pig? Yes. Oh, wow. It's uh, yeah. like the size of this couch. And uh, okay. We all go up to it and we'll have one person sit on it and okay. then it, they'll have a PR. Oh, wow. And it's PR pig and it's what we call it. Okay. Um, and it works every time? From what I know, yeah. From what you know, okay. <laughs> Did you do that the day before you ran that race in Ohio? I can't remember which time it was my turn. Okay. Um, but and does the owner of the pig know what you guys are doing there? We just found out in May um, from a neighbor that the owner thinks it's the coolest thing. Okay. Um, they'll okay. see us on some Friday or Thursday okay. afternoons come. Okay run up in a big group and okay. they said the name is Ima. It was drove okay. in from Colorado. Okay. All right. So they haven't called the cops on you or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't really have any pre-race rituals like that. So yeah. I mean pasta dinner. Pasta dinner, yeah. That was it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna zoom out a little bit now um, and talk about division three. What does it mean to you to be or to have been a division three student athlete? Okay, well, yeah, I'll start with that since it was it was you know I did it obviously a lot lot longer ago. Um, it was such an important part of my experience at Calvin. Um, to be honest, I probably would not have stayed at Calvin if it wasn't for um, Brian Deemer, who was our coach then, and Al Hookstra, and and just the entire team. Um, you know, my captain my freshman year was was Rich Church. Actually, Rich Brian and I were all together actually on campus yesterday. Um, so we're, these are friendships that you know have lasted now 25, 30 years. Um, and, you know, I came, as I said earlier, I came to Calvin from Nigeria, so I did not have a big community here. Um, and the cross-country team kind of became my my community. Um, and it also, you know, in addition to just the the, um, the camaraderie, but it also just taught so much discipline. Um, and, and that's something that I still have in my life today. So, you know, as I, I grew up in an environment where we didn't have snow and all that, and, you know, so I had to come here and learn how to run through blizzards and snowstorms and, and, and all that. And it certainly builds your character. Um, and so that discipline, that camaraderie and all that, that I had from those days is still, still very much, you know, part of, of, of my, my life and, and all that. Um, but the other part of it too, was the fact that we were division three um, meant that 
there was some pressure that was on. We weren't on scholarships, right? In the end of the day, it was clear that our priority was our academics, right? Um, I remember, I, I guess it must have been my junior year, there was a race I had to miss because I was taking the the, um, the qualifying exams to apply for grad school. Um, and, you know, I would imagine if I was in a, in a D1 or D2 program on scholarship, I would have been told, sorry, you got to you got to run the race. I mean, I was third or fourth man. Um, but of course our coaches were like, yeah, obviously you have to go, you have to go do that first. That's the priority. Um, and then I actually ran with, with the kind of second team at a different race, um, so that I could do the exam and then the, 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 someone else that took my place. So that was just an example of the difference that it was incredibly important to us. A lot of camaraderie, a lot of training and discipline character. Um, but it was still kind of in the right place, um, with academics first and then, the athletics after that. Uh, and I think that's just what's so amazing about division three. And I still see that in our, in our athletes now, um, across our over 20 programs, men and women, um, our average athletes GPA is actually higher than the school average GPA. Um, and I see the same thing with our coaches that it's, it's not just about winning the trophy, but it's also about being, you know, also excellent in the, in the, in the classroom being leaders. Um, for us, we're a faith-based institution. So it's also about faith formation and, and Christian character as well. Um, but it's all kind of done at the right, in the right order. Right. Um, and I think in other divisions, that's harder to do. So what's your experience been? Yeah. I mean, um, Brian Deemer was one of the main reasons I mm -hmm. chose to come to Calvin and just the camaraderie that this, uh, brotherhood in Christ that our team has created, um, over the last couple of years. And I'm sure it's gone beyond that. From what I've experienced, it's just been such a good example of, how to discipline and teach yourself how to manage yourself all the time that it takes to do both academics and athletics because we all chose to do this. And that's why everyone who shows up to practice cares about it all this, like so much because, you know, none of them are getting paid to be there. Yeah. We're all there because we love the sport and, you know, we love running with each other. And it's just been a awesome couple of years. I'm excited for two more. Um, yeah, it's I, – I, through high school, thought that D1 was where I would end up, and that was just my big dreams and aspirations. And then um, I think COVID was a good thing for me, and it woke me up to the idea of looking for a, a community of people who were all in it the same and weren't there to compete against each other. And mm -hmm. that's been a huge thing um, that I found once I came here. And actually, one thing I should mention is there's a tradition from when I was here that still continues. And and even though Brian Deemer has now retired, our our men's cross country team has won our conference, the MIAA. Um, is it 35 years in yeah, a row now? 35. 35 years. So since I was here all the way till now, Nick's team, um, we, we've never we, we've won every championship for 35 years. So pretty amazing streak. I think it's one of the longest standing streaks in college athletics, probably at any division. Yeah, it's top five, I believe. Oh, it's top five. All right, there you go. Yeah. All right, so thanks for keeping on the tradition. <laughs> Gonna keep doing our best to keep it up. Yeah. All right, and I've got one last question for you. Um, this podcast, as you know, is one of the ways we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of Division Three this year. We know what Division Three has become in the last half century, we're, we're there. But when you think about the future, what do you think about for Division Three, and what do you see what do you hope to see for the future of this division? I think Division Three is 
the next big division when it comes to showing what it takes to be a student athlete. And as we've seen in the last couple of years of national qualifying and stuff, division three is fastly approaching D one qualifying times. We have division three athletes running in national U S championships more and more each year. And I think in the next decade, we could see the overall comp competitiveness of division three becoming equivalent or even better than D1 because of the inspiring drive that everyone has that they want to be involved. And I hope that momentum continues. What he said. Um, but I'm really glad to hear that the, the sort of competitiveness of, of D3 is rising. Um, you know, I've obviously seen that in other sports in my first year as president here are, you know, our soccer teams are amazing. Men and women, our, our basketball teams are amazing. Um, and, and it's, again, it's good to see it's, it's division three is really healthy. Um, again, because of the fact that it's academics first and then athletics. Um, and there's a lot of things going on in the, in NCAA that are really, you know, in the higher divisions, um, that don't really, that, that aren't really, um, going to affect us because of the way that sports and, and academics are currently balanced. Um, and I do see that that should be the future of college athletics. Um, in the end, we're universities. Um, the United States is the only country in the world, uh, as far as I know, where in many universities, it seems like sports come before the classroom. Um, and I'm really proud to be the president of a school where that, even though we have excellent athletes on the track, on the field, on the courts, um, et cetera, uh, we have even better athletes in the classroom. Um, and I think that's the way that it should be. And I'm very proud of our condition. Thank you two so much for joining us today. I had a blast hearing about where this program has been, where it is now. Um, some great stories from both of you, and I wish you all the best as we get through this next year. To everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in for this first episode of the Small Talk Podcast. We'll be posting new episodes every Thursday. You can find us on social media at NCAD3, that is N-C-A-D-I-I-I or visit nca.org slash DIII50 for more information on the anniversary. Thanks again for joining us and have a great day.